Welcome, welcome to Big Conversations Burner People. I'm your host, Kenneth. With me is Mark and Debbie, the co-hosts. This is episode eight, and today we are going to be talking about conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, so conspiracy theories has been uh, sort of a big, uh, a big conversation going on during this uh, corona crisis, and we thought maybe we should take this time and have a simple conversation about the theories, some of the most famous theories that have been cropping up. Uh, so yeah, I want to kick it off by asking uh, either of you guys, what has been your favorite conspiracy theory so far? And what has been your most believable one, if they're not the same? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us on our eighth episode today. Um, so right, my most um, interesting theory, actually, has been um, the one of the 5G, that's the fifth generation of internet communication technology. Um, it's not really believable to me, but it's been uh, one of those very interesting ones because we can see taking the internet by storm, people actually believing it. We can see people actually burning down the, you know, the towers, these 5G towers and everything. So apparently, uh, these folks on social media are blaming the 5G for causing the pandemic. And uh, we can see it has already afflicted over 1.5 million people and killed over 900 people already. So the first theory is that there's no COVID-19, right? So apparently it's the radiations from these 5G towers actually causing the symptoms. And the second one around it is the radiations from this 5G weaken your immune system to a point that you are easily affected by the COVID-19 virus because apparently the 5G absorbs the oxygen. So it actually just poses the question to me, does that mean that all these patients, the doctors, the nurses, and other healthcare professionals, and all the policymakers are in on the hoax? You know, because we can actually see celebrities like Kerry Hilson who are tweeting that um, when 5G was launched in China, in, uh, was in November 1st, 2019, and that's when people started dropping dead. And apparently these 5G towers are located in places where the COVID-19 um cases are appearing most you know so it's actually been so funny to me and it's it's just it's just a big you know a big blur for me and it's so funny but i don't think i believe it but it's been my most interesting theory yeah <laughs> yeah so i th- i think what uh the, the whole idea behind uh these conspiracy theories and it could be that 5g theory or or any other that i think people who start these theories uh, sort of there are of two kinds, people who actually believe that this is what is happening and also people who just want to mess up sort of the sort of the, the thinking of the masses. You know, if you bring up a theory like that and, and what makes this 5G one particularly believable to most people is because of the nature of the 5G equipment. Uh, before uh, telecom equipment like say 4G, they were installed in masks that are very far away from where you could see. Like, for example, in Uganda, we don't have 5G yet, and very few people actually know where the masks say of the 4G from their internet data, the masks actually are. Yeah, but with 5G, since it has shorter wavelengths, and this is because of its high frequency, it has shorter wavelengths, they, they, they have to install, for it actually to work indoors, they have to install the equipment extremely near people's households. And I think that has sort of boosted uh, the fear because people have not seen telecommunications do this uh, yet and this is the first time so yeah I, I see why that could be fun generally for me personally I've been a fan of conspiracy theories way before 
uh, this COVID thing. So I've been very, I've been, it has been a lot of fun for me to read around people saying, you know, this and this and this. And I'll share a few of my favorite theories, maybe after Mark shares some of his. Mark, what are your favorite theories and which ones, which one of your favorite theories, or not even your favorite theories, which of the theories have you read that you believe the most? Thank you, thank you, Kenneth. Um, the, 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 the millions, because we are in a world where there's Trump, so very many things will lead back to Trump. I've read the ones <laughs> where rich people have accused Trump of being interconnected somewhere. Uh, 5G has been interesting, but uh, it is uh, it is non-believable. 4G has been around literally the same thing. So if we were to fall sick because of a network, we would have fallen sick when 4G LTE was here. But it didn't, because it's it works in the same way, just that 5G is faster. So anyway, the rates would, people dying will be fewer, but people would have died for the same. The most believable one I've read is uh, pantagolins spreading the virus from bats to humans, and not the bats to humans directly, like like it's believed. Uh, there's, uh, there's very interesting doctor proof around it. It's too much. They break down so many so viruses. Let's describe it for us so we can understand that theorem very well. The one of pantagolis? Yes. Do you know pantagolis? They're animals. Yeah, so describe the whole theory very well, even for our, reader, for our viewers, some of them, the listeners, some of them who, who don't know what it is. A pantagol is an animal. It is a, uh, it's it, pangolin actually, not pantagolin. It's, it's called a pangolin. It, I got, the word is very confusing. It looks like... So what is the theory, not the animal specifically, what is the theory itself? Oh, that the bats, the pangolins ate bats, then pangolin, a pangolin beat a human. So it was a natural cause because for pangolins, they are, the doctors have very many, the SARS-CoV, those things, one of it had, there was no way bats directly gave the, the virus to humans, but a, pangolins eat bats. So a bat beat a human who then transferred it to fellow humans. That's how it starts about. Ah, okay, so I see, I see. Well, okay, so the theory is just that uh, everything about corona is right, but it, the source itself is not a bat. Okay, it's a bat, but exactly, exactly, exactly. And that is what makes it interesting because it, it bridges down. I am not into the medical world, but it bridges down to the types of virus. Because you see, COVID 19 is like the seventh. No, COVID year 19. COVID has been around. They've had very many. So it bridges into all these. It breaks down how most of them were coming oh, so, about. So I know. Uh, the coronaviruses are not sort of it's not the first coronavirus and these are uh, like SARS these are mostly respiratory uh, viruses that cause respiratory issues uh, so what I don't uh, like most people actually confuse 19 the number which is named after the year the, the virus was first reported with uh, some people claiming that there have been 18 viruses like that before which is not true but I know it's not the first coronavirus it's not the only one coronavirus but I, I just I'm, I'm curious. Yes, I, I was curious about the the, the pang pangolin. The pangolin. Yeah. Why? How does that change our view of Corona? So for me, like personally, I don't care if it was a pangolin or if it was an elephant or if it was a mosquito. 
okay, maybe I would care if it was a mosquito, but you know, like if it was one of those rare animals, I wouldn't care what specific animal was the source. Why is it important that it's a pangolin and not a bat? Oh, and now that is something I think I didn't read so deep into, but yeah. Um, that was my most, you, you asked two things. You asked what I, what was more believable. And I think that is why I've, I've actually failed to connect because it was as believable. There was so much to read about it and it was all connecting. There were these, uh, they give, they break down these viruses. The one mm. that was interesting to me was 5G and it is very non-believable. It's interesting. Actually, um, when I came across that bat theory, the most um, what actually people were saying were that because in China they eat all kinds of things, right? And I think we have seen some viral videos of Chinese people um, eating all these weird animals and stuff. I think we can all agree I've seen those. So that's why people were saying it's because of these Chinese that eat these different animals. And that's why probably the virus came from China. But actually, when you go on and you discover these breeders weren't even filmed in China, and then, you know, the virus can't even survive in those cooking temperatures. You know, that's why people don't actually get that point. But, you know, it all came from those videos that people were, you know, speculating around everything. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think uh, when it comes to to conspiracy... Okay, let me first actually uh, say the, the ones that have interested me the most, and then I'll bring up my own theories about conspiracy theories. So the one that I, I, I've, I found most interesting, the one that I think majority of people would, would be easy to sell to majority of people has been the one around uh, Bill Gates apparently uh, making a plot to sell vaccines. And so since Bill Gates has been a big advocate of vaccines way before, uh, sort of forever, he has, his organization has invested a lot in getting uh, humanity vaccinated. Uh, most people have thought that this is a capitalist move. He has been trying to sell vaccines and he has colluded with the big pharma. And so now they've brought this uh, very big pandemic in order for them to sell vaccines. And actually this was doubled down with the, before people took it so seriously, they, they thought it was a hoax. And so they were saying Bill Gates is just spreading fake news in order to get people to, to vaccinate. So that one there I found, like, I, of course I don't believe that, but if you hear people arguing about it, it's very easy to trap people who are not very informed about how that could be true. That has been, I would say, my favorite. Uh, the one that I find believable is there's a conspiracy theory that this is not a natural, uh, that COVID-19 specifically is not a natural virus. This is an artificial virus that has been created in the lab. Uh, so the theory, the, the, the conspiracy theory is China has been doing experiments and it may have made a mistake and the virus may have slipped out. And it could have done that through a bat. Uh, so one of the bats maybe in the laboratory could have asked, uh, escaped or something. That is the one that I personally find most believable. So Wuhan has a viral institute, the way we have uh, the viral institute at Mulago. Wuhan also has a viral institute. And it has been known to specific, actually, I think they published a paper in 2015 where it has been known to specifically do work around coronaviruses. So it has, it, I find it as a very big coincidence that the Wuhan Viral Institute, I mean, the, the Wuhan, the village, rather the province that has this institute, creates the first case of what? I, I find it suspect. And I'm not saying uh, whether I, I, I think it's a conspiracy theory, but personally, what I've read about it, I, I, I found it to be the most believable bit of all the conspiracies that I've read. And yeah, so th that is the fun thing. But 
going back to like conspiracy theories as a whole, what I usually when when things are going well, when your business is say for example if you have a business or if you have a job when your business is going well or your job is paying well and the world is working the way you want it to work people tend to sit back in comfort and think that this is the way the world is supposed to work they don't put in the extra effort to investigate the forces that are making them comfortable you know why is my business going right how come i'm keeping my job things like that people never investigate if the world is doing things that keeps them in their comfort but as soon as things go bad, usually it's too late. People want a very simplistic answer. You know, when things, when you get fired, people want the simple answer. I've had theories about, uh, you know, I know in Nigeria and most of the opaque regions, they are selling their oil at, at a loss. They are selling the oil at uh, less price than they used to pull it out of the ground. And people are, comp people are saying that uh, this has been a big plot of China to overthrow the oil industry and things like that, because these guys never invested time in figuring out the people who do the conspiracy theories, not the people who manufacture the oil. The people who do the conspiracy theories, or who believe them, they never think they, when they were, when things were going their way, they never invested time in figuring out how the world actually works. So at this time, when things start falling apart, when things start going a different way, they are, they are sort of desperate to find a petty, simplistic reason that explains, you know, this is happening because uh, Bill Gates is trying to sell vaccines. Otherwise, the world naturally is supposed to go the way I want it to go. Or this is happening because China is trying to destroy the oil uh, industry or something like that. That That is personally what I think. I, I don't know what you guys think about conspiracy theories in general. You know, there was also a survey taken um, in America. I read a paper on, um, I read The Guardian, actually, on Monday 13th, uh, April 2020. And it actually said that a third of Americans believe that the COVID-19 um, came from the lab as well, you know, the laboratory conspiracy theories. You know, while the scientists agreed that the virus actually emerged from nature, so a survey was done asking the adult Americans. Yeah, so the, the, when you say the scientists agree, there's a very thin line. I've read uh, most of both of the conversations, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you read that scientists agree, that is also usually just propaganda, you know, because I've also read a couple of reputable scientists who, who say there's no conclusive evidence that this is natural. Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, definitely true. That That is also at the back of the mind. So while they were doing this survey and asking the adult Americans, so 43% of them agreed that, you know, the current strain of the coronavirus came about naturally. 23 agreed that it was developed in the lab on purpose and 29 say that it was accidentally made in the lab of course there's that one person that doesn't believe that the virus really exists so if you add up this 23 and the 29 who actually believe in the lab theory that's around um what 52 percent so there was a big percentage of actually the americans as well who believe in this laboratory conspiracy theory so you know there's also that yeah, when you say Americans, you sound very surprised. Americans are the ones, I think, who believe, well, okay, not the most, but like any other population, Americans are also sub subject to group think and yeah, like any other people, they believe in such weird conspiracy theories. 
I think it's also very, very believable for America to to think it's in the lab because uh, it broke out from Wuhan and it's always going to be a battle between the two countries over the economy. So Americans would want to strike back. No one wants to be to lose being a superpower. But and and from from what Kenneth was saying when he talked over uh, here, reading scientists who have uh, who have actually also come out to say that the virus is not natural. And they're proven now that brings brings almost every conspiracy theory to be true. Because I was here thinking, okay, everything aside, the virus is natural. But here you are saying that there are some scientists that are proven that are natural, and some other people who believe them. So I didn't say proven, becomes, I said claiming. Oh, if they're just claiming, then we'll have to believe that the, the, the national heads, the World Health Organizations, and everything around it, because I mean, there's no intention to to harm anyone. More outbreaks are still coming because of the way we interact with our planet. We burn forests here in Uganda. We're always stuck in battles of Mavira. Bushes are converted into farms. In China, humans hunt wild animals to extinction. So we get in contact with animals. We are likely to get some of their viruses. So more outbreaks like this are going to come. It's more believable to, to choose it's, it's a natural cause. That is why the story of the pangolin, if next time I have it right, I think it will be it will be very interesting because that is the only way these things are happening. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, when it comes to 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 to, the, to, to, to conspiracy theories uh, as uh, you know sort of like conspiracy theories themselves, uh, what it really is not. Uh, about what is true and what is false. Uh, because usually, I know, for example, most of the big political conspiracy theories, if you read uh, work from, say, people like uh, Noam Chomsky and uh, people who write in that sort of style, uh, most of the work that come, most of the political conspiracy theories come as a form of propaganda that is sort of, uh, uh, what's the word, foreign policy by other countries, right? So uh a country like say for example you remember idi amin right uh uk would put out stories about how idi amin eats dead bodies and things like that uh, and you know like those conspiracy theories you know like the brits actually really believe shit like that uh, and also when it comes to like this specific one even if it's not like directly political there's also that element of uh you know, intelligence organizations like maybe the CIA or something, they'll start funding news outlets to push out stories that sort of improve their foreign, whatever, that sort of works directly within their foreign policy intentions. Uh, you know, they would pull out, like, for example, they, I, I've had uh, some news outlets in India claiming that uh, this, is a, this has been a plot of China to disrupt the world economy so they can go and become number one world economy, which again doesn't make a lot of sense because china was already on its way to the top but if you read some of that uh you find if you know you can tell that maybe this source is from say chinese leaning propaganda and this source is russian leaning propaganda and this source is american leaning propaganda something like that so you can tell it's not really about truth because most of them hold a, a significant amount of truth in them if you for example read the conspiracy theory about what bill gates is trying to do with vaccines they bring out all his work he has done fighting polio fighting malaria which is all true which is all good but when they put up a conclusion like so he has brought coronavirus in order to sell virus in order to sell vaccines you start even thinking that all that work he has done since 2000 
has been uh, wrong work. So there is always an element of truth. It's just the conclusion of the conspiracy theory that that doesn't make sense. Now that back to, uh, to the 5G, America at some point shut down Huawei, which is a leading teleco with that. So it would be believable if we would also think maybe China was striking back with the virus. Because you see, um, people went on and on with 5G and its masts and how they are going to, of course now they are relating so much closely because Huawei had started building its masts, so uh, the 5G theory could condone to it. But it's, it, it, it also makes sense when someone thinks it's China doing all this, because uh, there's a country that has slapped them with a bill, some healthy bill, then when it comes to how all other countries are responding and how China responded first, even though cases are returning, it, it becomes believable that yeah, there's the 5G theory could make sense because 5G was really going to take over the world. It is super fast. Having someone control all this information and have all this information is is top tier, strong economy. So anyone would want to fight it back. So I think when the Americans were fighting it back, China decided to to unleash the devil on us. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, I think that is. Personally, I think that is the most unbelievable of them all. Uh, first of all, China doesn't whine a lot, but China has been hit the most uh, by this uh, crisis. People don't know that uh, because, again, China is not in the business of going to the news and crying about how bad things are going for them. But China has suffered the most out of this crisis. Uh, when China even started locking down uh, Wuhan, I think even before the few days before we made our first episode on coronavirus, China started locking down Wuhan. Uh, people were calling its tactics inhumane, you know, because China wanted uh, to, to use an iron fist to enforce uh, what we now call social distancing. By that time, I'm sure there was some uh, word that ends with authoritarian that they were using to call what China was doing. But China, when China noticed that this is getting out of hand, they took a strong arm, and most of the other countries took a while to act because even the US are. Uh, most people, most opinion leaders in the US were claiming that uh, Wuhan, uh, sorry, coronavirus doesn't kill, it's not as severe as flu. So they were bringing out, uh, and you know, you've seen most of these graphics, infographics moving around online of where people are showing uh, numbers of death and they're saying coronavirus has numbers in say, uh, maybe tens of thousands, tens of thousands, and they're showing flu has hundreds of thousands and whatnot. And they're saying cancer is also killing more people from Jan first to April first than what? to April rather yeah from Jan first to April first cancer is killing more people than coronavirus and you know like of course most of those infographics that are misinforming and they're misinforming in a way that say if you've had your cancer in Jan there is no way it's going to kill you in April. Yeah, usually people who are dying in April have had cancer for like uh four years or something and coronavirus is in a scenario where you get it and then you die within the period that it is known that you've got it. But so all, all this stuff has been around where people don't take this too serious because even China at first, they didn't take it too serious because they even refused. I think the doctor who, uh, was they call it whistleblowing, the doctor who spoke out on it because China thought they would control this internally. They didn't know that was as big as it. The, the same way every other person in the country didn't know. I mean, every other person in the world didn't know that this was going to be this big. And what makes this... Because again, people compare it to responses that say World Health Organization has made towards Ebola and stuff like that. And I know even the US, have, uh, I think Trump has cut funding, was suggested to cut funding for the World Health Organization because they think the World Health Organization covered up for China. But the difference between coronavirus and 
and say other epidemics that have come up like Ebola and uh, I don't know which other one is that Ebola would kill you would show symptoms very very soon so a uh, coronavirus was uh, this specific coronavirus has been a way that you can move around with for up to 14 days without showing any symptoms yeah and you can spread it and some people can actually live and even get their immune system is strong enough to cure without showing any symptoms uh, so that the fact that it was a selective killer unlike Ebola which you know would just kill everyone Ebola was easy to identify because if you get it by the night you're already sick and people know but coronavirus since it's selective you can get it and move around without anyone actually knowing you know so by the time people know it's actually really severe but when so you, then, when you, yeah, I want to cut you short on that it, because it, it has reminded me on uh, to, because you you'll explain the point better. That's why I'm bringing it in halfway. It has reminded me on why the China is also most likely to have created it on purpose. Is that was was trying to get rid of the population by killing old people, and it's a given. Corona at least kills old people way much faster, and who dies the most? It's old people. So it would also be washed away quickly. So what do you think of that? yeah so i'm going to first tell you one thing yeah that any conspiracy that uh, that has as part of it is there is uh, a bunch of powerful people trying to kill a mass of innocent people uh, maybe to prove a point or to bring out a new ideology or to save land or whatever china is not overpopulated china has too many people but it's not overpopulated overpopulated in the sense that there's not enough land mass to fulfill its people china had recently when it when it when it was at risk of overpopulation it enforced a one child policy where all mothers were forced to produce just one child and they i think they they made it two child policy now or or they removed the one child policy i'm not sure about that specific but china has been very it is iron fisted in its way of when 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 the numbers show it that the country and if if they let it go if the people in charge let the country go naturally it will go the wrong way china has been very open at doing things other countries call inhumane to put its country in the direction that their leaders their rulers wanted to go yeah but a conspiracy of we are going to release a virus to murder people because that's what you're saying you know this is hitler shit you know we are going to release a virus to murder people uh, just so maybe to kill the population and stuff like that yeah that is that is quite far-fetched those are those are things that don't happen in this in this sort of in the times we are in right now it would be someone you know like a secret like that you, there is no way you can it can be kept indoors a secret like that people would know and at least one person who has authority would come out to speak you know like maybe the german chancellor or you know some other uh authority figure somewhere if it's still a conspiracy theory on the internet with, that has not been backed by any other figure then it's definitely not true i think for me it could have been man-made virus but either way it is a mistake you know someone blundered in the lab and the bat flew out or something like that or a bat beat one of the lab technicians and the guy what started spreading a bat in the lab yeah but uh okay that would be believable to me that it's a man-made that way but the question of whether someone in china is directly trying to kill masses of people or you know a group of powerful people trying to kill masses of people i think that is that's sort of a very dangerous thing to think about a world where people of power people who actually already have power are so insecure to the yeah, extent that they're willing to kill many people yes 
uh, what is how how sure are you that this really cannot happen that this cannot an ideology like let's say how we see it in the movie in the movies mm-hmm. like an ideology for people to just wash out all people what okay so uh, I, I don't know yeah. i don't have so so yeah, yeah. Uh, let me explain to you how the world works yeah so in this world uh, they call it right now multipolar yeah so there are many powers in the world currently that have differing interests yeah so china mostly i i don't know like i'm i'm, I'm trying to be presumptuous here i don't know specifically what but china may want to uh, be the trade leader in the globe yeah and for it, it may not care about, say, human rights and things like that, yeah? America may want to retain its title as a trade leader and the biggest economy in the world, but it doesn't, it wants to do that while still maintaining uh, sort of the image that it's the country that cares about the human being, you know, cares about human rights and things like that. And then there's a country like Russia that wants its freedom, you know, it doesn't want to participate in your drama don't mess with it, don't mess with, with its interests, even if they're not clear, we won't mess with you, but we have the power to mess with you if you mess with us, so just stay in your lane, yeah? And then there are countries like um, Japan that say, we'll go with what? With what the UN says, you know? Also don't mess with us, but we, we, are, we are willing to cooperate if it makes sense, right? Uh, you know, so that that's sort of those multiple power points that are in the world. So in a scenario where, one person in China says, we have too many old Chinese, let us kill them with the virus. The person in, 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 in the US, the power person, the equivalent power person in the US will find that interesting because the power person in the US uh, wants people to think America is better than China, you see? And so what will happen is officials in the US, the way Trump is doing, will come out to condemn this act. And if they come out and say, uh, China is killing people, is doing mass murder, and then they'll start slapping like war crime cases on them and things like that. It be, we know it, like people know it officially. It's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's either people say this is the US official position or the UN's official position and something like that. So when like powerful people do bad things, but when it comes to doing outrageously bad things, things that are Hitler level kind of bad, they can only do that in times of war. Today, there are too many PowerPoints with different differing interests that if you try to do that the other powerpoint keeps you in check i don't know if that makes sense otherwise if it was one person trying to do it if that was doable in this world uh, you know here is what i'm saying yeah there's a high guy in china who is mad powerful guy and you know with biological weapons is all he has to do is to drop it once it's dropped it starts spreading that the time people are condemning all the chinese are about what let's say what is the possibility that that cannot happen right now because besides the way the world works, there could be a powerful person who is disturbed by all and has lots of backup on his ideology. It would it has made sense to him. All people as a shit, they are eating up the economy, they're about to die, nevertheless. So why then they just go and we stay? They're already sick, they're the people with the diabetes. And one guy drops, one uh, clever smart guy drops the bomb. Ah, uh, okay. So if starts, you're saying uh this happening as some sort of terrorism act, uh, yeah, obviously, chances are, are there that what? Uh, that uh, a terrorist could, yeah, get, yeah, 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 could yeah. get in charge of a virus and uh, make a bio-attack. Yeah, if that is what you mean to say. That is possible. But what I'm saying is the structure of, the, of, of global power right now, that is something that one world power would have come out to 
to sort of assert to say we believe uh, say as as the people of germany and according to our intelligence we believe that the uh, the chinese or whatever or this chinese specific person in china uh, did a terrorist act and what we are experiencing right now what we call uh, corona covid crisis is a form of terrorism you see that that if if that was what it was someone would have come out what to say that i'm not saying it's impossible i'm just saying that if it was the case in this specific scenario we would know at least there would be major conflict among world powers you know there was something just like that which came out um in 2014 there was a speech which um barack obama gave and he was sending a message to the congress at the time it was actually aired on cnn and he was sort of giving a hint that um this COVID-19 or a new strain of flu would actually come. And he was saying that um, there may and likely will come a time in which we have to, in which we have an airborne disease that is deadly. And in order to deal with it effectively, we have to put in place infrastructure, not just home, but globally, uh, that will allow us to see it quickly, isolate it and all that. And he said so that even when that new strain of flu, like the Spanish flu crops up, five years from now or a decade from now and he said this back in 2014 um we would have made an investment and work further along and be able to catch it so it's like as if these guys saw this thing coming and they were actually throwing hints from back then so to me it's more like a madman thing that people actually saw back then uh, yeah so i know bill gates in 2015 made a uh, gave a presentation at ted about how the world is not prepared for the next the next pandemic and uh I think what you're saying specifically related to this, what, what has happened before is uh, there has been a, a kind of when you like in, in, in the field of data science, yeah, you can be able to simulate right now it's called machine learning or AI. You can be able to simulate specific scenarios in the future using data, you know, and uh, in, in some of those simulations, if you put in a, a viral disease, like say, uh, like, uh, this one we have COVID nineteen, right? If you if you add it to the simulation, uh, people realize that with the infrastructure we have right now in the world, we are not planning. We are, we are pretending as if this is something that cannot happen entirely. I don't know if that makes sense. So what 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 uh, Obama? I, I I don't think I heard Obama speak, but what Bill Gates was saying in his TED talk is, what we need to do right now is to invest more. In, in case this happened, that was in 2015, in case this happened, we need to prepare the world better to handle it, to cope with it, yeah? And so, again, most of this never got worked on. I think, okay, I actually think it did get worked on, but not at the rate at which people expected. You know, again, this is like a 1% chance thing of happening. It's not something people plan for when you make a, when you say you make Uganda and the national budget, you don't plan for uh, lightning hitting the what? Uh, you know, lightning hitting the oil pipe or something. You don't plan for things like that because there's like 1% chance. Okay, maybe lightning, you can plan for it. It's not that. But uh, there are some very, very things that are possible, but the, the probability of them happening is so, so low that it doesn't make sense for any world government to devote any significant resources towards them. Yeah, and this has happened, which is a good yeah. thing now. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. I know, I actually thought you were concluding because no, you're bringing yeah. in another theory and how. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Let, me, let me just conclude. Let me just conclude then. 
Uh, so the thing is, when it comes to how the world has been prepared for this pandemic, we have always known that we are not prepared. And so this is like a wake-up call to like, okay, maybe this is not something that's going to happen again next year, but we want to make sure that if it happens again, it doesn't leave us on the what? On the floor. But if this again takes another 100 years be before happening, people will forget and sleep again. Yeah, go ahead. So just on that point, why, why did the world wake up on Ebola? Uh, so Ebola was known, again, I told you the difference between uh, Ebola and COVID. Ebola was, uh, you couldn't carry, you couldn't fly with Ebola on a 13-hour flight. Because if you have Ebola, and, and I think even, I think I traveled once to, when there was Ebola in Liberia and whatnot, I traveled to, uh, I traveled to Malaysia. Yeah, and still there were all these things that, okay, it wasn't like a full lockdown, but if you have a passport of a, especially from Africa or from a risky place, uh, you pass through a separate kind of health check at, at airport international travels. But the difference between Ebola and COVID was Ebola, your symptoms would take the 13 hour flight from here to, to say- Did you to, racially abused in Malaysia because of your ignorance then? Pardon? Did you feel racially abused in Malaysia because of your ignorance? Maybe you thought, ah, these guys, oh, you knew about what was no, happening. No, 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 I knew, I knew. Actually, when I reached in Malaysia, they they asked me whether I'm what? I gave them my Ugandan passport and they asked me whether Uganda is in Nigeria. So that, that was the funny bit, funny racistish <laughs> bit. But yeah, but the, 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 I, by the time everywhere I moved, it was a big, and by the time I used to work on a project that was directly responding to the Ebola, to the Ebola crisis in West Africa. So when I traveled, I was extremely aware that my passport would flag that I'm from a country that has some risk of Ebola. But why, why the world did not respond, which was your question, why the world did not respond is because, yeah. uh, so right now the facilities we have, Ebola cannot survive because Ebola can bring its symptoms immediately. You know, you, within 24 hours, you're already showing the symptoms if you're, if you're affected with Ebola. That means if a person tries to move from, if a person is affected with Ebola and tries to move from the forest where the monkey has beaten him to the town, by the time he, he sleeps the next day, all the people who are affected, we know that they have Ebola, so we can close off that village before he moves suffer. But with COVID, it took up to 14 days, or it took at least 14 days, not even up to at least 14 days, which means 14 days you can leave China, go to the US, go to Germany, go back to China and then get sick from China and think you've got it the first time. So that is like, that is the, the, the bigger difference. And most of these talks were warning for something like that. If a, a virus like this came that we cannot detect immediately, it is going to crush us. And I think one, one of the things Bill Gates was advocating for mostly was uh, improving the technology around vaccination. And so there's, I think, a new technology called RNA vaccination, where they sort of program your body to build its own vaccination. Uh, there is a, I think they'll get published a newsletter uh, earlier this week. So if you want to know more about that, you could, but that is. Before I actually go into my point, it, it, there's an article I read and it's just a snippet of the article. It had microchipping us to be able to create our own vaccines in the future, something from Bill Gates like that, which I strongly would not. Yeah, yeah there's, no one, there's no one who's going to microchip you. Uh, yeah, also, this is one of the conspiracy theories we missed, but the, the idea of microchipping is also extremely far-fetched. So what, what, right now, the technology we have is uh, uh, the core of, of the computer. Yeah, it reads, 
the, the code is called binary, yeah? it reads on and off. So the, the, the way you see how a computer is programmed, say, to speak or to do everything, is just a sequence of commands that say on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, yeah? So in order to get a computer like that and put it into your body to look for a virus, either they have to make like, they have to find a way of putting a really big computer that is as big as this house into your body, or they have to figure out a different way of doing computing, which is, I think, a new trend that Google is doing. It's called uh, quantum computing. This is sort of the way most organic bodies behavior. The, the easiest way organic bodies like viruses could be uh, predicted, the behavior of those viruses can be predicted electronically, would be if we had a quantum computer. And yeah, that is, that is not something. Yeah, that is really perfect. So there is no, like the RNA vaccination, it's not a chip, it's it's chemical medicine, the normal medicine you've used before. Uh, but what it does, it helps your it helps your body sort of uh yeah, it's it's also like very fancy technology that they are still trying to, to develop. But yeah, uh, according to Bill Gates, who who is a source I trust a little bit more than most other people. Yeah, because he has the money, so he has most access to research. But still, now uh, speaking of the theories, back here now in a country most people, the ones I've interacted with, uh, if we wash away the international scene, most people think the government has a way, while we're still locked down, the government has a way it's benefiting this, they're promised some money. Uh, of course, countries are going to be given money. And you know, when it comes to our governments and money, everyone gets excited. So people are thinking, even if there's no virus, I will, we can, we'll still stay locked down because the more you get locked down, the more budgets are coming in. So the more MPs are going to build apartments in Nigeria. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's so, yeah, interesting, but then do, do you think like that doctors would actually be in on it up to the last policymakers? I mean, the Nazis Why not? Everyone. everyone is getting a cut with money. People can get on on anything. Yeah, so, but I, this was the thing, I, the point I was making, right? If you don't know how the world works when you're comfortable, when things get out of your, when you become uncomfortable, you're prone to come up with the most, like you're going to say, like that is the answer you're going to have because you never bothered to wonder why things were going your way. So you have to look for something to blame at least for your situation. Yeah, Yeah, so Um, there's there's a very interesting one, which is so far-fetched, but it's actually very interesting and very funny at the same time. So apparently, there's a group of people who came out and said, you know what, COVID-19 was created by Netflix. Yeah, oh. I would agree with that one because they want us to stay yeah. in the house and watch their thing. Because apparently um, they have a new documentary series called The Pandemic. And uh, it's like the streaming platform's new show, uh, and it discusses how to prevent an outbreak, and it launched suspiciously around the same time that the global pandemic escalated. So these guys were like, you know what? No, it's Netflix. These guys decided to kill everyone so they can sell a, a documentary. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know if anyone has anything to conclude with. I think that would be it for our episode today. No, no, just yet. I don't think um any conspiracy theory is finished without a theory from space, right? Oh, the aliens both. There is always something from space. And apparently, according to our professor Chandra something from the Buckingham Center of Astrobiology, 
He said that the COVID-19 arrived on Earth via a fireball from space, which burnt up in China last October. So that's why um, the virus actually first came from China. I don't know. I think there's always space to all conspiracy theories and someone just had to come out and talk about space. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, uh, so if you look at, say, how the world is organized right now, uh, most people sort of have these ideological tribes. Yeah, like, say, for myself, I'm a Catholic, right? But there's sort of nothing physical about me that is Catholic, or even in Uganda, actually. You know, there's nothing, like, physical about me that makes me a Catholic, apart from the ideas I have in my head about uh, God and Mary and, you know, things like that, right? So a person who, who starts up, like, a conspiracy theory, usually they want to start a tribe of, say, like, anti-vaxxers. There's a, a big tribe growing up right now, actually, in the West, of people who are against vaccines. Yeah, if you want to start up, like, a tribe of anti-vaxxers, because which is true, by the way, that vaccines may have some mild uh, side effects or even some extreme side effects to a very few people. Uh, you can start a tribe that, you know, vaccines are dangerous to people, and this is why Bill Gates wants you to, to vaccinate. And then you bring, like, a whole new narrative, which sort of introduces a, an entire reality of how the world works. You know, Bill Gates wants us to vaccinate because he wants to make money from his pharmacy companies and things like that. Generally. Someone actually called out the sanitary um, companies as well, that it's the sanitizer companies mm, who actually yeah. came out with the COVID so they can make money. So they can sell. Well, just one minute, and saw the virus coming, he just could not warn us. Yeah, I, I don't know if we can say this on the podcast, but that guy is an idiot. <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, everyone. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being part of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I think now we are sort of turning back to our natural way of podcasting, uh, away from like the tough COVID. Maybe next weekend we'll have a more interesting conversation. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you.